0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At gotodobs.com shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on dobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Yes, yes. You don't know, want to get right into it, and I'll tell you why. Taylor Twellman's with us, and he was on TMZ yesterday.
3: Oh, was he? He was. Like he was interviewed, or like they had the guy with the water bottle talking about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that.
3: Thank you. Uh, no, I think he was being interviewed. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. He was
2: holding the U.S. women's national team accountable. Is what he was doing. He's great. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't pull punches. So he's yeah. with us at 1030. That's brought to you by Together Credit Union. Uh, and then Jackson, kind of a Kurt Russell's Herb Brooks moment, right before the microphones opened, got me focused. He said, let's bring heat. And I go, you know what? You don't need to say anything else. Yeah. I just ratcheted my game up right there and there. Yeah. You know, uh, plus on top of that, outside of Jackson's pep talk, 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals versus the A's. Next week's Bud Bash game features a limited edition Gary Gaetti bobblehead. I always thought he spelled it G-A-R-Y, but it's spelled (laughs) G-A-R-A-Y. They have this new thing, I guess, maybe to block out what's going on behind the glass from the YouTube. Yeah, it's like a little puppet show back there. But I still could see Ryder there. put his head in his hands when I said it. A little silhouette show going on there. Yeah, it's like I'm in the red light district and yeah. Ryder's behind the glass. hmm uh, Gary Gaetti, text it now at 314-399-9646 to win Bud Bash tickets for Cardinals versus A's. Get all the details on this season's series of Budweiser Bash Cardinals games now at Cardinals.com slash promotions. I mean, I, I'm loaded for bear here today. And I'm even more enthused, A, because of Jackson's pep talk, B, because TMZ is very
1: old. Taylor <laughs> it
2: will be with us at 1035. But also because I know that today is a Little Piddles Angry Beaver sports business newsletter. newsletter.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's bring it. You want to bring it right now? Yeah. All right. Let's bring the noise for all the boys. Well, there's no reason to uh, walk around it, Tim. Uh What's going on right now with Kevin Brown is at the front headlines of all no sports outlets. Movement. Yeah, Fun. well, it's too clitenic. Thank you. Yeah, uh, reach right through your TV, as Doug would say. Uh, so Kevin Brown uh, he has been off the air for the Orioles. He's the Orioles broadcaster. He's been off the air now for some time, leading to a lot of speculation about what's going on. And then, uh, as you discussed earlier on TMA, Roy Firestone right. out of nowhere on a message board, which is just a wild sentence. Uh, like if con- this were 1995, I'd go, okay. right? right. Message boards, you know, AOL up dial-up. But uh,
2: Roy Firestone confirming that Kevin Brown, not the pitcher, But the Orioles broadcaster has been suspended for you. You went to the computer, which means to me, you're pulling up the audio. Yes. All right. Here, for those of you who have not heard why the Orioles play by play man was suspended. Here is the audio clip.
0: Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in. But the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three. And they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when Our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad race team. It's not like all of a sudden the race uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place.
2: There it is, damning comments. I mean, really,
3: like how could you say that with a straight face?
2: So this story, in part, because let's be
3: honest, there's nothing
2: going on, but also because it, it it's another. This is back-to-back days of. I don't like racism tweets. Mm -hmm. In other words, who is going to be on the side of John Angelos and going, yeah, I can understand why he suspended the guy. I listen to that. And then I read the story on awful announcing, which broke the story yesterday. I read New York post. Andrew Marchand had an update on it uh, this morning, uh, about an hour and a half ago. I still, I still think that there has to be more to the story. Right. It couldn't have been that that got Kevin Brown, who Jackson tells me is about 35.
3: He looks like in the video, I would say he's around your age. Right, yeah, he's he's young looking, but he graduated Syracuse in 2011. Newhouse so. School of Journalism, yeah. Jackson. Yeah, often uh, rated number one. Uh, wow, why do you hate Missouri? I love it. If anyone, I don't have to defend my. my well, loyalty. I, mean, Missouri,
2: I went to Missouri. So did I. I went to the Missouri School of Journalism. I didn't go there to play golf. <laughs> Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> now, you were debating whether or not to respond to that because you went to Florida Gulf Coast University for golf.
3: That was Yeah, just for one year.
2: Right. Defend so, yourself.
3: What? Defend your honor.
2: Sport management. Play the role of
3: Ralph Macchio, and I'll be Uncle Sato. So, so I have to, like, crane kick somebody? I don't That's know if correct. I'm that limber. That's correct. Rocky get in here. I'm going to crane kick you.
2: He might come in here, actually, and now Ryder's looking for him. I can see the silhouette. Uh, I still think there's got to be something more to it. Now, John Angelos, I don't know who to compare him to. It's a tough one. But John Angelos, earlier this year, apropos of nothing, told the Baltimore media he was going to open up the Orioles' books and show the media their financials nobody asked for it because nobody would ask for it but then when the time came he didn't do it it is in researching this story to try to figure out what could possibly be really going on it may actually be as simple as this owner is a bit off saying it politely
3: yeah I think if you've
2: ever worked for an owner who is a bit off you go, okay, then I guess I can see it. It just isn't something, like, I don't think Dan Snyder, I don't know what's going on with sports owners in the beltway, <laughs> but I don't think people necessarily thought Dan Snyder was incompetent. I think they thought maybe he was mean and a bad leader. Right. But that's different than this, which is just so Petty and trivial, it doesn't seem real to me, which is why I'm like, well, what are the Orioles saying? And the Orioles are asked to to say something. They go, We don't comment on employee issues, but we look forward to Kevin being back on the air. This is such an extreme example. I think what what people are saying, well, isn't this a shame? Some people, not a lot. Iggy Strode just said it on TMA. Well, isn't it a shame that broadcasters don't feel like they can be critical? I think that this is such a one-off of insanity, if this is indeed why Kevin Brown was suspended, which I'm still not sold on, but the Orioles aren't saying otherwise, I don't think that all people in working for teams have to operate in this kind of fear that's essentially stating facts. That wasn't even opining that the Orioles had not won a series against the Rays in, in that building, that beautiful ballpark they have <laughs> in Tampa. Uh, the would would get you fired or suspended. So I still am waiting for the Orioles to give their side of it. I saw Buster only tweeted out who used to cover the Orioles. Joe Strauss used to cover the Orioles. I don't know if Bernie Mickless covered the Angelos family, but I know he's from Baltimore. Right, right. But the Angelos family didn't own the Orioles when they won in 1983. So I don't know if Bernie covered them. And then who else? Oh, Ken Rosenthal. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, a number of great writers have come from the Baltimore area, yeah. whether it be working there or growing up there in the in the case of, of Bernie Miklas. And I, I have no idea for the life of me what the deal is with this Angelos family, because Stan Crockey's a different thing. I don't think people necessarily would say Stan Crockey's you know, incompetent. I mean, he just like quintupled his investment. <laughs> yeah. They would say he may be unethical. Sure. I think that would be uh The word, but not necessarily incompetent, this strikes me as incompetent and any if Bill the Wit said, Come on down, we 're going to open up our books i'd go. Ah, that's interesting, but what does he do? I'd go, what the hell is he doing? It's a right. private business. Unprovoked. Right. Unprov- but that's what this guy did in January of this year. Yeah. That's how I was familiar with John Angelos. His father is Peter Angelos, which is a name many more may be familiar with. He's now 94. John Angelos is now serving the role of chairman. I imagine that at some point, Bill DeWitt III is going to be serving the same role. Um, but now currently, it's his father, Bill DeWitt Jr., who's the chairman of the Cardinals. But I think... You can be unhappy with the Cardinals, and still, if you follow baseball, I I can't imagine Ken Rosenthal, Buster Olney, uh, Bernie Miklas, Joe Strauss, if he were still with us, would say, yes, we take the Angelos over the DeWitts. Right. So, I'm still waiting for the Orioles' side of this, but the Orioles were given a chance, and they said, we don't comment, so... So they're just every, not every, but I feel like I saw eight baseball broadcasts last night where the play-by-play guy laid into this situation in defense of Kevin Brown. But then on the other side of it, who's going to be like, no, I really like where the Orioles are coming from here. Someone shouldn't
3: give data. Someone should. The thing with uh, Angelos, it's giving me big Michael Scott vibes where he's like super petty and like wants this like big loyalty and is doing stuff unprovoked like but hasn't earned the loyalty right like i feel like there's like just that kind of vibe going on. it's so crazy i'm with you like there has to be something more and if it is just this then like In the future, what who's going to want to work for John Angeles?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I agree with that in a vacuum. But the thing about our industry is, you know, for every one job, there's twenty people who want it, right? And so inevitably, somebody will. I mean, hell, there's people who write checks to have shows, sure. So you know, anything is possible. I just I can't I can't I still I I, it's like I want to talk about this because I'm so confused and and just amused (laughs) by it. But until the Orioles say something, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm takesmithing on Twitter and getting likes. Because again, who's going to take the other side of the argument? Right. Uh, Jackson, do you take the other side of the argument? Sure, I'll do it real quick. Okay. I
3: I, I don't know about all of you people, but I nice. want. I you can go, you people. You're off to a good start. Red hot start. Well, I, I'm defending Angeles here, so yeah. it's not going to be great. Uh, you know, I don't know about you. I like my broadcasters to be rooting for the home team. You want to pull out these numbers about years gone by? Nice. Look at the present. These Orioles are in first place. Nice. The only thing you should be saying is rah, rah, go Orioles. Here they come, Baltimore. Wow. And if you want to do anything else, you want to wear non-Orioles gear while doing broadcasts for my team, Oh, you can go take that down to Washington. Wow. Look at that. Yep. Chairman Burkett. Yep. yep. Chairman of the board of the Baltimore Orioles. Hashtag stand with Angelos. <laughs> I
2: wouldn't mind seeing you tweet that out and just Might see what happens. Name
3: it, put it in my bio. <laughs> That's how strongly I feel about this. Uh, You can win tickets to the Cardinals and
2: A's next week just by winning our best text Tay And Jackson, as chairman, will decide that unilaterally. 314-399-9646. That's to win the Budweiser Bash tickets for the Cardinals and the A's. We have the Lil' Piddles Sports Business Review. Newsletter. (laughs) Newsletter. But it also could be a review. Taylor Twelman at 1035. Uh... He's not happy with the U.S. Women's National Team.
3: Yeah, boy. I watched, uh, did you watch that? I watched part of the replay. I didn't didn't get up at 4 a.m. to watch it. Well, yes,
2: I didn't do that. So I got up, and then I wanted to make sure I didn't see anything on social media so I can watch it without, it's how like if a Blues playoff game starts at 9.30 on the West Coast, I get up at 4.30 or 5 and I watch it, but I don't look at anything so I can watch it live and so I had no idea what was going to happen in, in PKs. Boy. But if I would have known they lost, and I would have seen, God, they're up on PKs Not here. and right. They have three shots that all missed the net. Oof. So Taylor Twellman. Uh, but he was a little critical of it last week, too, when he was he with was. us. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. Uh, that's coming up at 1035. Sports Business <sighs> newsletter coming like your way. Brought to you by Angry Beaver. This is Balloon Party driven by Mungan St. Louis here. I'll tell you what I want to want to been.
1: Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So much going on in the ever changing sports media landscape. Let's break it all down with a Little Piddle Sports Business Newsletter. Presented by The Angry Beaver, a couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza.
2: That open brings me joy. Doesn't it? Great joy. Piddles' is currency, $5 at Angry Beaver when you mention him. All right, Jackson, what do we have on the Sports Business Newsletter?
3: Yeah, so uh, I wanted to bring up again uh, conference realignment. Okay. Uh, what's going on with that as news has broken. That Cal and Stanford talking with the Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> right. Two schools located directly on uh, the Pacific Ocean want to join the Atlantic Conference. A uh, little bit different, but you know. We all want that Stanford-Miami matchup when you have to fly from Miami to Palo Alto. That could be about six hours, six and a half hours. At least. Um, So when looking at this, I kind of want like a a deep dive necessarily, but like a, a somewhat shallow dive into the history of what the catalyst to all this could be. What is the reason that we're seeing such a massive flip-flop of conferences and the media deals being such a big part of that? What do you think is the catalyst going on right now or what has gone on in the past to create where we are right now? God, that's a, you know what? I got to tell you something. It's a good question.
2: I hate to not play sports talk radio, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't know. Right. Now, the key is to not say you don't know but to talk louder and then scream over people right, right, and then just hope that your audience falls for it and, right. and then redirect with a bright, shiny object. But unfortunately, this program is called Honesty in Media, and I really don't know. I do know with regards to the Big 12 and what made a lot of the teams in the Big 12 way back when unhappy was the feeling that Texas was just running the conference. Mm-hmm. And this Longhorn Network, more than a decade ago now— was the uh, the catalyst with regards to Nebraska wanting out and right. potentially Missouri wanting out, but Nebraska got in the Big Ten. I think a number of Missouri fans feel like Missouri may have made more sense in the Big Ten. Again, that's when quote-unquote sense was a factor in conferences right. and who was in there, and, and part of that's geographic and part of that is academic. Um. Personally, I like the SEC. I just wanted to see Missouri either in. Well, I never really thought the SEC was possible. I just wanted Big Ten because I, I the Big Twelve thing. I just was like, this isn't. But you know, if you're on the west side of the state, it's it, it, it made more sense from the KU and the K State and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Nebraska and I guess to an extent Ames, Iowa. I don't know. I was just looking. I'm just going, what is this? I mean, right. there are no places you really want to visit.
3: No, there's no like one where you circle like I want to go right. with my buddies and to go the, to, to the game.
2: Grove or to Gainesville or to Nashville, you know, between the hedges. Between the hedges, how do you do? So anyway, that's what started the Big Twelve thing. I think. I mean, I think at at, at its core, it's it's television. Mm -hmm. It's that's it,
3: right? Yeah, I feel like also like the Pac-12. Has kind of been, and granted, I think a decent amount of it is on uh, the time zone because anytime you're in that West Coast time zone, it's it's late games for the East Coast, and that is that is tough. But especially in football. It seems like the recruits have moved to the southeast, where it's you know those are the teams that are getting all the big guys. Where there used to be somewhat of a balance, I feel like, even in the early aughts, with USC being such a powerhouse, and even schools like Stanford and Cal getting big name talent. And now, and I know USC has made kind of a revival with Re- Lincoln Riley at the helm, but it just feels like every recruit you hear from the top twenty five are all going to somewhere in the SEC, and it's just not delivering the same. Return at what Oregon used to be, just such a powerhouse. I just feel like all these schools. Well, are- if you
2: want to play football professionally, you enhance your chances by going to one of those schools, and part of that is because you get the showcase games, whether it be two thirty on CBS. I think it's the last year of CBS, yeah. Um, or those ESPN time slots, yeah. And then you're also coached by some of the best, and you're playing on the biggest stage, and mm-hmm. that enhances your chance to go and play professionally, yeah. And so for many. High school students, that's the appeal. If you're playing at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, which some of these Pac-12 games have been, that plays a role in it. And so at the core of the most recent one was the Apple TV deal. And I was reading an interview with the uh, University of Washington president, I believe, um, and and I think uh, her thought was, What does it say for the television deal when the best thing we're all talking about is that we can get out of it in two years?
3: Right, right. That's the biggest
2: perk. If anything, if you're happy with a deal, you want a long-term deal. Right. If you want free agency, you're like, oh, good, we have outs. So that tells you a lot about the leverage that they had. And such a big part of that was UCLA and USC, the big market, L.A. teams leaving to go to the Big Ten, so the Pac-12 didn't have leverage, and Oregon and Washington said, we can't be stuck here, we gotta go. As far as how this all started 15 years ago, you know, the Southwest Conference blew up in the early 1990s, Arkansas hasn't always been part of the SEC, they mm-hmm. they went from the Southwest Conference, A Big 12 took on Texas and Texas A&M, and I assume Texas Tech. Uh, was part of those those uh, the Southwest Conference, but they just had all kinds of issues off the field. So it's not new. I just feel like this is a landmark moment where you're going, okay, this is just this is just
3: dumb, right? It's crazy. Like, Stanford just, playing Miami, like that's it's nuts, just
2: dumb. But then the Big Twelve is like this, you know, like I when I got cut from all the teams in high school, they had a CYC thing, and it was all the ne'er do wells who couldn't make their <laughs> high school team. That's what the Big 12 is now.
3: Yeah, certainly for football. All due
2: respect, Rock Shock and your situation.
3: No doubt. And I feel like the Final Four, the change from the BCS, is kind of when I noticed the Pac-12, or especially like West Coast teams in general, kind of fall out of cultural consciousness. Like, since the inception of the Final Four... The college football playoff. The college football playoff. There hasn't been a... Pac-12 team in there since twenty sixteen. Right, just that's, or, it's and that's Oregon, that's Oregon. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there just hasn't been representation at the end of the year, and that can't help. Now, like I said, Lincoln Riley going to USC, changed the game. Caleb Williams just won Heisman. But that doesn't change the fact that like the Pac-12 in general, and also I don't know if you watch a lot of Pac twelve football, they seem to get the worst cameras ever that's at some like, yeah, I, I was watching a that. Stanford Oregon game, and it looks like it was being filmed on like a <laughs> like a camcorder from 01. <laughs> And it was grainy. It's and
2: like when you're watching Oklahoma State basketball games and it used to look like they were like from up in the rafters. Yeah, Duke I know what you're talking
3: about. Duke, Duke shoots it from, yeah. the, from the top of the ceiling. I don't know what the reason for that is. I follow you on that. Uh, question three. Question three, Tim. Question three, Tim. As we stand here today, HBO has launched the second season of Winning Time. The, the drama a huge fan look-
2: of the program. I yeah. haven't seen episode one yet, but I can't wait to watch it.
3: I yeah. love that show. Yep. Put your TV executive hat on. Okay. What is another team across sports, not just local, but across sports in general, that could garner a TV show about them that would meet meet both the storyline interest and the national attention interest intersection? That's nice. And what would you title it?
2: Uh, I'm going to have to just, I'll yield my time to the gentleman from Ladue on titles. I think titles are kind of and i if on if we were doing hd2 i'd make the hand gesture but i won't i will respect the 101 studios and i won't yeah, do it yeah because
3: here. winning time is actually a bad name Yeah, it's for the guy, it doesn't
2: matter because the show time titles are just kind of but but the 1990s bulls come to mind
3: yeah, uh, yeah there's definitely some
2: personalities there the 1990s yankees from a talent standpoint but i don't know if the personality is there right you know what i mean
3: yeah that's the thing is it's got to be like you have so to, like the 1980s mets yeah that would certainly be like the HBO could really dig in on that right. show. I mean, that that, be, that's
2: that's a nice play.
3: That's my my first thought went to like the '86 Mets. Oh, like, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. We're on the same page. And I know that they did a. a a documentary about the them.
2: U with uh, Ray Lewis. Yeah. Take your pick. I mean, it started in the early 1980s. Sure. No doubt. Yeah. I, I would
3: feel like the, if you're going to get like the national, attention.
2: essentially wherever a team's doing a bunch of cocaine,
3: that would be, uh, that would be good. Yeah, so there's, the there's, there's
2: step one in our production meeting. All right. Which teams did a lot of blow? <laughs> and yeah. then we just start whiteboarding it. Yeah. No play th- on words. Intentional.
3: Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of opportunities, uh, and that's. I was trying to think like football-wise, like the '90s Cowboys. That's the play. You think that's the play? That's actually the right answer. Yeah, because you similar to the Showtime Lakers, it was not just one year of success; it was sustained success across part of a decade. And I think you could get like a five-season run. Out of the Cowboys, whoever plays Jerry Jones would be great. Michael Irvin, like uh, I think you could get some really cool characters in there. So I'll go '90s Cowboys. That's, I think I
2: think that is actually the right answer,
3: and I'd call it. Lone Star. Oh. I'd call it Lone Star.
2: I think you wanted a bigger reaction to that, and I don't know if I gave it to you. Maybe you, in the texting. You, text don't, you don't like say, the well, title? No, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just not a big title guy. I titles don't, I don't go, oh, the title. Let me go see, like you saw Barbie, but you didn't see Barbie
3: because it was titled Barbie, right? No, it was because it was directed by Greta Gerwig, and it had Margot Robbie. And Tim's, uh, who will be portraying Tim in his biopic, Ryan Gosling.
2: <laughs> that's correct. If you haven't listened to QFTA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, how do we even get on the topic of a biopic for me?
3: Because you said uh, when you started your TV career, you had just watched Private Parts. Oh, that's correct. The
2: Howard Stern movie. And my first sports cast, which I incorrectly said on yesterday's program, I'd like to issue an apology. I'm going to look nice. into this YouTube camera. All right. Look at these baby blues. Stand Look at the way Angela's. I yearn. I feel like it's Prince, and when doves cry, and he's <laughs> reaching into the camera. But you're like, it's a little perverted, isn't it? Right. But it's Prince, so you're fine with it. And since it's me, watch. Dig if you will, the picture. I bet that's got to be such a turn on.
3: You have aesthetically pleasing hands. Do I really? Yeah, really nice, like proportionate.
2: The yeah, nails must be small
3: then. Well. <laughs> So, the first
2: sportscast we determined was September 12th, 1998. That was the day Devin West ran for like 332 yards against RockShock. So, it was four days after Mark McGuire hit 62. Where were you when he hit 62? You were probably in a crib.
3: Yeah. So, would that have been September of 98? That's correct. Yeah, I would have been like eight months old. Yeah. So... There's that. So that's what I was doing. Well, right. I was still locked in. Right. You were locked in. You were probably watching my sportscast. Uh, yeah, we, we and I that.
2: was, and immediately after my sports cast, which Gabe Diarmond produced, he was my, in my class of Power Mizzou fame, the general manager of the station called, and I had said so much crap that irritated him that probably in 2023, not probably, absolutely in 2023, I would have been fired for immediately. Mm-hmm. And he called and said... Uh, Hi, Tim. Tom Gray. I'm the general manager of the station. Just watch your sports cast. Yeah, we don't do that crap here. And I thought it was great. And I'm like, how great is that? Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, this will be perfect for what an arrogant ass that I thought I'm already thinking down the road that this is great. And Gabe was waiting for me after I got off the set. And he goes, well, that was uh, interesting. (laughs) And he goes, huh? So the general manager called. (laughs) He's not happy with it. Oh, man. So then Jackson said, this is like your own film, and then you decided Ryan Gosling would play me.
3: Yes, and I stand by that. And who is going to play you? Uh, Lucas Hedges, I've decided on. Lucas, Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges.
2: What percentage of this audience knows who Lucas Hedges is?
3: 3%. I, I have no idea who he is. Uh, you may remember him from Manchester by the Sea. I uh, have L- seen
2: Manchester by the Sea. What an upbeat picture. Yeah,
3: Really. If you're looking to have a great time, fire that one up. Casey mm-hmm. Affleck. Uh, Lady, so Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. Yeah, indeed. Ladybird Waves. Uh, he does a lot of uh, theater acting. He's really good. Uh, and he kind of looks like me. Um, but also now that I'm thinking of this Lone Star show, I'm thinking who would play Jimmy Johnson. And it's just, once again, it's what a shame we lost Philip Seymour Hoffman because he would be absolutely perfect. Wow, he
2: can be Art Howe and Moneyball and now Jimmy Johnson.
3: Yeah, well, may he, may he rest in peace. So I don't know who would do And Brimley's gone, too. Also so. had a crush on Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights. Yeah, and all of his clothes fit like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Uh,
2: all right, uh, we have more of that, but we also have Taylor Twelman coming up on the other side of the break. Uh, he is uh, giving his thoughts. I mean, Miami is on this heater. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Taylor was asked about that uh, with Messi and the phenomenon. Now you have Mbappe being talked about with coming to the MLS and Taylor on uh, the U.S. Uh, women's national team. All of that is coming your way. Plus the second half of the Lil Piddles Angry Beavers sports business newsletter to finish off balloon party here on 101 espn
1: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and city SC with Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN is presented by the City SC debit card exclusively at Together Credit Union. Welcome back.
2: Let's get him on here, Jackson. I know you're trying to keep him off the air, but I'm not going to let it happen. Let's get Taylor Twellman on right now. He's presented by Together Credit Union. Taylor, good morning. Hi, buddy. buddy. You know, I'm scrolling through TMZ, getting ready for uh, show prep yesterday, and there's Taylor Twellman. 101 ESPN Tuesday guest, Taylor Twellman, talking it over on TMZ. Jackson was wondering, are, were you on TMZ, or did they take a clip from you doing some other show? I was on TMZ. Look at that. Look at that. And you were talking about the U.S. women's national team and the loss to Sweden on Sunday morning. So uh, for those who uh, did not get a chance to see you on TMZ, what was your reaction to uh, not just to Sunday morning and the, uh, the loss in, in PKs, but uh, the overall performance of the U.S. women in the World Cup?
4: It's the worst. It's the worst World Cup in their history. Right, so you you just say that in and of itself. And I get it, this is the most diverse and deepest women's World Cup they've ever had. Brazil, Germany, Canada, United States not getting to the quarterfinals. I totally understand that. But I ruffled some feathers six years ago saying and watching the youth landscape in this country be very, very segregated and and, and, um, disorganized for lack of a better word. And I saw what the under-17s and the under-20 women's teams were struggling at the international level. And I simply said that when the footballing soccer countries around the world get not only their resources behind things, but their brains and their soccer knowledge behind it, the United States, that gap's going to be gone. I didn't think it would be this quickly, but here we are. The fact is, tactically and technically, the U.S. women, they're now chasing it because they're simply relying on the athleticism and fitness that they've been dominant for so many years on, that no longer can exist when Spain's, France, Colombia's, and all of these other teams can now outplay you because they have a better history of developing tactical and technical players. I think this is a watershed moment for the United States women.
2: So what do you think uh, will take place between now and the next uh, Women's World Cup? What can they do? What should they do?
4: Well, they've got the Summer Olympics next year. So, they, you, mind you, the women are different than the men because the women can send a full national team to the Olympics where the men cannot. So it's going to be a lot quicker, Tim. We're going to find out what they do. I think whatever decision they make with the manager, general manager, the roster, because I think the old guard needs to be moved on from, Um, I I just, I look at this and say, that's fine. But if you base it on what you do in the summer Olympics, that means you haven't changed because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but doing a different, getting a different result. So I think systemically, they've got to figure out the youth game in this country systemically college soccer for women is no longer uh, the key part to this because around the world, they're now getting players younger, developing, developing them, look at Barcelona, look at what they're doing for Spain's women's national team. The U.S. women are arrogant, and that is coming from the Federation, and they've got to figure it out. Otherwise, they are going to be playing catch-up, and who knows how quickly they may be surpassed.
2: Uh, Taylor, a couple other hot topics in the world of soccer, and both have to do with with MLS, uh, what's going on with Messi in Miami, and I know uh, two weeks ago, I think when you were with us, you were, you were about to, uh, to be with him for an interview, the comeback, that rally they had the other night... Unbelievable. I mean, I feel like he has not only captured uh, the the minds of the fans on what was what the worst team in MLS, uh, but also now people are talking about MLS and seeing the success he's having. And then that carrying over to a report now I saw from Men and Blazers tweeting out about Mbappe possibly coming to MLS. So uh, your thoughts on those two names, what one could be doing to impact the other.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, Messi deserves all the credit in the world. I get it. He's going to get the headlines, but make no mistake about it. They've also signed Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, Diego Gomez, Farias, and Avalas. So you're bringing in six legitimate players, three superstars from the former Barcelona days, and three real young, dynamic players coming from South America. You couple that with Tata Martino. You're going to have change now. Nobody expected the storybook type of goals and finishes, comebacks and wins. I mean, the Hollywood script writers may be on strike, but someone is sneaking a script to Major League Soccer into Miami that nobody expected. I get that. It's unbelievable. They've now got a chance to win a trophy, maybe two. They're going to have Charlotte in the quarterfinals of this Leeds Cup. They win that. And then who knows, if New England wins, uh, excuse me, if Philadelphia wins, then you're going to Philadelphia. This thing could get really interesting. Quick, regarding Mbappe, there's no way he comes here for long term. He may come here short term. His heart and his mind and his soul stole on Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. He will be at Real Madrid. But if PSG want to play hardball, there's a potential of a 6-12 to 12 month loan there. That's what I think Major League Soccer, Saudi Arabia, and other leagues are looking at. But Mbappe coming here long-term, his heart, body, and soul is all on Real Madrid, and he will be on Real Madrid at the beginning of the next campaign.
2: And uh, finally, uh, for the first time in a long time, we will see the schedule resume here a week from Sunday for City SC and what this team will bring to the final couple months of the regular season. What are you anticipating? What are you looking forward to seeing?
4: Well, they're going to get a a closed-door scrimmage against Atlanta this Saturday. So that is the rumor going on. So they're going to get back into the groove of things, get some 60 to 90 minutes in. I think Nielsen's the most intriguing part to this. His return, he scored for St. Louis City 2. I think that's interesting because you're talking a Bundesliga caliber center back. I've been on the record. I'm going to stay on the record. I'm not completely sold with this back line. Yes, they're in first place of the Western Conference. But LAFC just opened up their league's cup campaign and blew the doors off of this thing. Cause they got some rest. LAFC is going to chase and be on the backside of St. Louis city from the moment MLS kicks off. They've got to be ready. They've got to get there. I get where they are now. And Bradley Carnell, Luce Fon and Steele will probably tell us, listen, they've outkicked their coverage. I get it. But I'm a believer. You're in this position for a reason. Take advantage of the, op- uh, of the position They need to finish first in the West because that means every single playoff game will come through City Park. And I don't think anyone in the Western Conference want to do that.
2: There you go. Taylor Twelman. every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN presented to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for your time. Yep, Steve, brother. Take it easy. That's Taylor Twelman with us here on Balloon Party. We wrap up the show and the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Sports Business Newsletter, plus, give away the Cardinals Bud Bash tickets for our text of the day next here on 101 ESPN.
1: We are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, here
2: it is. So much to accomplish in such uh, little time. It's a, it's a program, Jackson, that squeezes so much into just one hour. How do we do it? I don't have the answer. I guess it's my raw ability. I was going to say it, but it would sound odd, I guess. But you did yeah. say Ryan Gosling should play me in the biopic that's coming out next year.
3: I, I really want people to like look up Ryan Gosling and then put a side-by-side side of you. If you, if you were go bald cap, right. and he, he's had the beard before... It, it's a really actually a more, it's a closer resemblance than you think. And he has such great acting ability that I think I he can portray the role really yeah. well.
2: Yeah, I think he can. I think he'll stay in character.
3: Yeah. Offset. Right. So, yeah. And then be, just be delightful.
2: Right. He'll start throwing water bottles. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, work, work. Uh, Jackson. We have a we have a text to give away to the Cardinals Bud Bash. Uh, you can find out more Cardinals.com slash promotions. This is for the Cardinals and the A's next Tuesday night. Budweiser Budweiser Bash tickets. Gary Gaetti bobblehead night.
3: Yep. And uh, did the, you find one that that met
2: your oh yeah. standards?
3: Yeah, it actually exceeded my standards. Oh wow! I'm really I'm really proud of this texter because I, I scrolled up and saw some of their previous work.
2: Oh, this is good work.
3: And they've been there. They've been there in, in the in the winter struggle before. This a solely texting. Between ten and eleven, person. No, Good. no. I no. like to hear that. Uh, no, they yeah. They got some afternoon drive texts. Uh, so the text from Tyler. 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 Uh, Spin. Tyler. Uh, How do I get Jackson an unpaid administrative leave for working in St. Louis sports radio and only liking a sport that isn't played in this city? He wonders why he can't find a fairway or a woman. Wow. Maybe when
2: you're vacationing in Las Vegas next week or two weeks from now, whatever the hell it is, Tyler can come in with me. That'd be great. Tyler, come in. He's got he's got chops. He clearly has chops. Blue feet. That's what Dick Vermeule used to say in camp when he was impressed by a
3: rookie. And he's got was, blue feet. Before he would like kind of weep during a. That's if you brought up Wilbert Montgomery. Jackson, what do we have on the sports business newsletter? So I got a couple options I can go with
2: here. Oh, okay, Sadie Hawkins. I like these. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 the boy at the square dance, and you're the cute little girl sitting across. And you got to walk up to me and say, "Would you like to dance?" Yeah, That's our Sadie
3: Hawkins. But this fun. is a weird fun. It's so fun. Uh, this is a weird Sadie Hawkins because I'm just gonna pick what we're gonna do. Mm. So oh, I'm okay. kind of the cute little girl. Um, all right, I'm gonna reopen the air comfort. Service sure, sure. What's like. draft, Timmy? On the heels okay. of John Angelo's being an oddball to say the least, let's do a you know however many rounds we have. Time left for of uh, bizarre sports owners, either in a good bizarre way or a bad bizarre. way. Okay, I'll I'll start us off. I think this is just like we're just naming names. Well, yeah, I pick and then you pick and then we'll do a snake draft. So you have two picks. Okay, I'm going to take Jerry Jones. I think he's the obvious one. I think on everyone's big board, you'd have to think that Jerry Jones is, uh, uh, you know, listen, is he a little odd? Yes. Does he have probably too much influence on the NFL as a whole? Absolutely. But you can't say the guy doesn't care. Cares a lot.
2: Yeah, it hasn't led to much success. I mean, the, uh, the, the, I, the, who's the guy who dances around with the
3: clip show? Oh, Steve Ballmer. There we go. Damn it, he was my two. Ooh.
2: I felt like you were probably going to go to the association. Yeah, now I'm limited on yeah, where I can go. Yeah. Steve Ballmer with the toilet thing. That was great, and I'm going to the association again to take your James Dolan play. Damn it! Yeah, so now ah, you're exposed.
3: Kicking Spike out of, the, yeah. of Madison Square Garden was his opus. Um, this is opus. Yeah, so damn it, that really stinks. All right, I'll go Bob Kraft. What the hell? What? 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 Robert
2: Kraft? No, I know who he is. Sure. What? What does he do? Well, bizarre in a good way. Oh, but what's bizarre about him in a good way?
3: I think he was a part of getting Meek Mill out of jail, so shout out Robert Kraft. Oh, okay, all right. Shout out Robert I Kraft. I thought you are going to... Um... Oh, there's a one I missed. Oh, it's a snake draft. I got the third pick. Nice. Mark Davis. Anyone? Yeah, that's yeah, that that probably should have been the number one overall play. Anyone who, what a value play for you to <laughs> yeah, get him at six. Such a sneaker, yeah. To build that stadium and then essentially build your house that looks just like the stadium, cut your hair that way, and only do business at PF Chang's. Sign me up, Mark uh, Davis. People are texting in Donald Sterling, uh but he's no longer no, owns he, the yeah, so, these are current. Yeah, so Daniel
2: Snyder Sterling out. I mean it's it's very obvious, but I do find him to be bizarre world, well, the Stanley Steamer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like it's chalk, it's not fun, it's, it's like Fuck. Yeah, who's playing in the Masters. I'll take Rory, you know. But, I mean, I you know, I, I got an obligation to give you my play. Uh, snake draft, I'm trying to, th- I mean, Dan Snyder is out. He's out. He can't have him. I don't know if I would say Jerry Reinsdorf is odd. Certainly notable. But he's had incredible success with one organization. Yeah. But then an incredible disaster with the other, although yeah. they did win the World Series. Granted, it was 2005. Kenyon Middleton yesterday saying that guys were sleeping in the bullpen during <laughs> White Sox games. <laughs>
3: Shout but then, those bullpen pictures. Yeah, I mean, we just have no interest and in just fell asleep. Yeah, so he, he goes to the
2: Yankees he gets traded and he goes yeah, it was just tough there were no rules guys were so <laughs> asleep in the bullpen. That's and so then Rick Hahn who's their general manager has to address it and he goes well, we do have a player on the roster who has a sleep issue who is allowed to sleep in the clubhouse during games <laughs> but he's a position player. <laughs> and he goes and it's kind of weird because the last time I saw Kenyon before we traded him he, I was he came up to me to apologize because he had done something wrong <laughs> and then on top of it he said he wanted to come back after he after this stint because he wanted to come back in free
3: agency and then i read that he's saying that we're a house of cards right and then hiring tony because of like the previous yeah like, i mean that, yeah, that that was really odd Oh uh, yeah that's a great call i'm seeing some text mark cuban a little it's almost like two chalk like like, obviously, he's yeah, a great yes,
2: yeah, When I think thinking am bizarre, I'm thinking of, like, a negative connotation. Sure, but, but, I, but, I, but, hey, in fairness to your question, you said in a good or bad way. Right. I, so, uh, I guess it's essentially notorious, you know?
3: Yeah, for sure. Dean Spanos is another one, but, again, I don't think... God, what a, what an obscure pick. Why right. do you say Dean Spanner? Someone
2: texted in. I'm not picking.
3: Oh. I'm not I, I, Wow, I, you distanced yourself immediately. That textures have felt like they were thrown under the bus. Well the draft is uh, <laughs> is completed and I, I I'm really upset by my Robert Kraft pick. That's just no good.
2: I thought you were gonna go because well, the, yeah, but the, the light hand play. Sure. And that's uh, And that's and we wanna make that clear here. Allegedly. Right. And uh, he imagine. has denied those, and I believe, uh, well, I don't know what the situation is. But I do drive by that place when I'm down in Jupiter. I uh, haven't had a chance to stop in yet. Jackson, it's time for us to go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. Uh, for Action Jackson, I am Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by S. St. Louis, Zach, here and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
1: You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.